dwelling in the darkest depths of the mind, it's time for Mark D. Valenti and Brain Burrow. Hi there. I'm Mark D. Valenti and this is Brain Burrow. This is the kickoff of the psychoaching segment of Brain Burrow, where I take communication topics, behavior-based topics, and try to frame it in different ways that you can take pieces of it and apply it to life outside of this podcast. Some of you may be familiar with the idea that I've done this teaser in 20 series with healthcare. It really was an opportunity for me to take the same concepts and put them in the framework for doctors and nurses and pharmacists and dentists as they try to communicate with patients. It was really a fun series. But here's the thing, doing it with horror is a lot more entertaining. So it's an opportunity for me to apply the same sort of concepts, bring them into a world where you can sort of think about how it fits into the entertainment business or how you communicate with your spouse, loved ones, or people you don't like at all. It's up to you. And these are going to be short segments. I want to get some ideas out there, some frameworks, some links to some of this stuff, and then you can think about how it applies. And then if we get a chance to work together on set or if we talk outside of here, we can talk more about it. I'm just kind of messing around with this and bringing it to you and you can see what makes sense to you. So let's get started with tonight's episode. Tonight's episode is called Cultivate Your Confidence. And the framework that I want to use for Cultivate Your Confidence is Dan Pink's Drive. Dan Pink, in the book Drive, talks about the different levels of motivation. He talks about that first level of motivation, the biological level of motivation, which drives human beings to crave that food, that water, that shelter, the drive for sex, the drive for safety as a primary driver. Once those needs are met, there's an opportunity to evolve to 2.0, which is extrinsic motivation. We look for others' approval. We look for rewards and punishment, but the point is, is that drive is outside of us. Finally, the highest level of drive, intrinsic motivation, or 3.0, is when people are really focused on doing things for the greater good beyond themselves. They're not doing it for the rewards or punishment. So an example of this, of course, would be in Brain Dead, or Dead Alive, to some of you who've seen the edited version, where the priest is focusing on what he does for something outside of himself. Devil is amongst us. Stay back, boy. This calls for divine intervention. I kick ass for the Lord. Now, you could say that the priest was doing something for someone bigger than himself, a ideal, or he was doing it to avoid eternal damnation. If he was looking to do it for that avoidance of punishment, then it would be a 2.0 motivation versus a 3.0 motivation. So you see how it works. So as we talk about your confidence and cultivating it, we want to look at it in the framework of drive. Somebody who is confident and self-assured is at a 3.0 level of motivation, meaning they're doing something because they want to get better at something, or as mentioned, they're thinking beyond getting that reward and punishment. And it's really about them doing this because they want to give back, they believe in a higher ideal. But what happens so often is that as human beings, we struggle with getting to that 3.0. 
we question ourselves and we have a lot of self-doubt. And that self-doubt is what causes our confidence to wane. And when our confidence is down, then we aren't able to take the risks because we're afraid of them. We don't want to meet new people. We don't want to do things outside of our comfort zone. So as we're talking about cultivating your confidence, we really have to stop and think about what exactly is confidence. Confidence is not about the clothes you wear, obviously. Confidence is not about being the center of attention. You know, that's the funny thing, right? You see people out there and they seem very pompous and they're just talking and talking and talking. But that is not confidence. Confidence is actually being assured of who you are. Confidence is being so sure that you are who you are and know what you believe that you don't need to sit there and tell everybody about it. Confidence is the way that you respond to adversity. Confidence is being okay with fighting with people that you care about, especially knowing that in the end, you haven't destroyed the relationship. Confidence is about really spending time thinking about how can I use my battery, the psychological battery, in a way that recharges me, that I'm able to help others because I feel okay doing it, because I want to do it, not because I'm looking for that reward. I like to use the example when it comes to confidence that if somebody's confidence is lower and they're extrinsically motivated, then they're the type of people that put tips in a jar only when somebody's looking. A confident person does it when no one is looking. So what are some symptoms of low confidence? Well, I already talked about it. It's people that seem to be the center of attention who actually are doing just that. They're the center of attention because they constantly need that extrinsic motivation. And it's never enough. It's because their confidence is lower. Some other symptoms of low confidence are maybe more traditionally people that are sort of reserved and they're afraid to spread out in some way because that means that they're vulnerable. Being confident is being okay with your presence in yourself. People that say sorry a lot, that is an indicator that they don't feel comfortable with who they are and are apologizing for taking up space in the world. Here's the thing about apologies, right? They're necessary, but only when you hurt somebody else. When you walk in front of somebody and you walk together at the same time, do you automatically apologize? Why? You're apologizing for taking up space in the world. Now, if you hit your car into somebody and you destroy their property, it's an opportunity there to apologize. And if you're finding yourself, though, using apologies all the time, then it's an issue. There's actually six steps to an effective apology, and they are saying you're sorry, Expressing empathy, really saying that must have been hurtful to you whenever I borrowed your car without asking. Saying that you were wrong. Saying that you will make it up to the other person in some way or asking them how they want you to make it up to them. Talking about what you're going to do differently the next time. And then finally, a big step, which is asking for forgiveness. When you ask for forgiveness, it gives that person who you hurt, who is down here, because you're up here, you hurt them, you took something from them. You ask them forgive for forgiveness, you're giving them power back to rebuild the relationship. And if you ask them for forgiveness and they don't give it to you, that's okay. That is up to them to do that or not. And it's not something like, well, I'm sorry if uh, you feel that I hurt you, but 
that's not an apology. If you say, I really would appreciate it if you forgive me, that's not an apology. You're asking the person for forgiveness. Now, I mentioned those six steps of an effective apology because if you are late for a meeting or you forget to call somebody back, if you think that going through the six steps is excessive, then that means you don't need to apologize. But we find that people with low confidence constantly apologize. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And it really shows two things. One, that the person looks low, you know, kind of less of themselves, or they're so worried about what the other person thinks of them that they're going to put that worry ahead of everything else, which means that they'll never talk about how they truly feel, which leads to that bottled up energy, that bottled up anger that comes out in passive aggressive ways, or comes out in an eruption of volcanic rage. And that volcanic rage can usually take the place when you're behind the wheel of a car or when you're online typing because there's a little bit of a safety to it. And that's oftentimes what happens whenever you see people who are just trolling or posting online and there's a lot of anger in them. It's typically a result of their low confidence because they're just letting it out in that way. A few other symptoms of low confidence are people that always have to go against the grain no matter what. Hey, listen, I'm a big fan of being a positive deviant and trying things differently. But if every single situation you're purposely trying to find the opposite way, it's a way for people to notice you, which is another extrinsic motivation, which goes to a lower confidence. Another sign of low confidence is inflating some of your attributes, maybe adding a couple things to your resume that aren't really there or trying to be something you're not. Another sign of low confidence is the looking at external locuses of control, where you look at luck, for instance, or hope, sort of these vague terms that are more outward as opposed to inward. And again, that's external locus of control and extrinsic motivation. Another important symptom of low confidence is when somebody's constantly struggling with making decisions about themselves or making decisions in front of others. You know, I'm sure you've known somebody or even you do it when somebody says, where do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to eat? And there's actually a couple of restaurants that take advantage of that and call themselves the restaurant. I don't know for that reason, just because it makes a joke out of it. But again, the inability to make a decision because you somehow are worried that it's going to offend somebody is another sign of low confidence. So what are some of the symptoms of low confidence? Well, as with everything else, it goes back to childhood. And somebody who never really got that second level of motivation, who really never got that approval, is constantly struggling with that over and over and over again. Or perhaps they had a traumatic situation, which really puts them at a lower level of motivation and they're in constant fear. So they never get to a point where they have that confidence. Now, you can have a great childhood, but as you grow up, you have a lot of stressors that make your confidence go low, especially whenever you may lose your job, for instance, or you're struggling with adapting to life under pandemic because it seems to take away part of what made you intrinsically motivated, so you resort to a lower level of motivation. Health issues, the inability to do certain things you used to do before also decreases your confidence. So there's a lot of different things that decrease your confidence. And it can cause an issue because it starts a downward spiral. 
So if you can't do the things you used to do because let's say a health issue came up, then you start thinking, all right, I feel bad. I'm gonna do something that's gonna make me feel better in this moment. So you, maybe you drink, maybe you eat a lot of carbohydrates, and then you start putting on weight, then you start feeling worse, and it starts a downward spiral. And whenever that happens, there's a huge potential to have depressive symptoms and, and or anxiety as well. So confidence, if left sort of unchecked as it keeps going down, could really start to impact you when it starts this snowball effect. Okay, so now you've identified that you may have lower confidence. So what can you do to cultivate that confidence? Well, the first thing is, know you have a choice. You are constantly thrown into situations where there's people around you that are reacting emotionally or there's an accident on the way to work and all these external factors. You may not think you have a choice, but you have a choice in how you respond to it or not. You don't have a choice for that initial emotion that you have, but you have a choice on what you do with that emotion. You have a choice on how you decide to de-escalate your own emotions after they appear. So it's identifying that you always have a choice. Even people that are on some court-mandated drug and alcohol rehab program have a choice to go or not. They have a choice on how they respond to situations. Now, there's consequences to choices to do things or not to do things, but the moment you realize you have a choice, it actually increases your confidence. The second way to cultivate your confidence is to journal your thoughts. You've heard it a while ago when I interviewed uh, Jen Nangle, she talked about how she writes as a way to relieve some of that stress. So writing down your thoughts, journaling how you're feeling, whether you actually feel like writing it out or using some of the apps, there's an app called Thought Diary. It's a way to just to keep track and you can go back and look at different times and say, what was happening to me there? There's a power in taking this and putting it down on paper or on the computer. The third thing to cultivate your confidence is set realistic expectations. How often do you feel like you want to put on a superhero outfit and say, I'm going to go save the world? It's called caping, right? Where you feel like you're constantly just trying to fix everything around you. And guess what? That's not realistic. And you're always going to have this expectation that's unrealistic and you're never going to reach it, which causes your confidence to go down. And that leads to number four, which is set aside perfection. I've talked in here before about wabi-sabi, which is realizing the world is imperfect. And yes, I can say it, but it's about you believing it. We're in a place that's constantly in a state of entropy, meaning that if you don't cut your grass, then it's going to grow and it's going to get overgrown. That's going to happen. Your house, if you don't take care of it, the roof's eventually going to start falling in. That is the way of the world. And it's up to you to recognize that it's constantly going to be in a state of imperfection. You heard before about a saying about the moment you buy a new car, it loses its value when you drive off the lot. That's exactly what that is. And it's accepting that it's going to happen. The fifth way to cultivate your confidence is to stop comparing yourself to other people. Everyone's an individual. Everybody is their own person with their own unique experiences. It's all about identifying yourself and stop comparing yourself to somebody else. But here's the thing. You need to know what you stand for. You need to know what your values are. Because if you don't know who you are, then you're constantly going to be comparing yourself to others. So figure out exactly what it is that you value and what motivates you. And you've heard me say this before, but what gets you out of bed in the morning? Finally, the sixth thing is to set aside the past. If you're constantly looking over your shoulder, you're never going to be able to look forward. And there's some cliche that goes with that, but I'm not sure what it is right now. But essentially, it's if you put your energies here, then you can't look here and move forward. And what I find is sometimes people, they regret decisions they make and then start obsessing about the regret and start feeling bad about that. And it starts to snowball. 
So really it's about doing these things to relieve that stress you have and putting aside your judgment. My guess is, and I want you to think about this, if you had a close friend or a family member who's struggling with looking at the past, what would you tell that close friend or family member? What advice would you give them? Well, it's not just about being kind to them. It's about being kind to yourself and giving that same advice to yourself. Okay, this is Mark D. Valenti for Brain Burrow, the Psych Coaching episode. Thank you for listening and have a fantastic day. You just dug deep with Mark D. Do you want more? Follow Mark on Instagram at Valenti Horror and subscribe to the Brain Burrow podcast. <laughs>